Welcome to Creatively Christian, a podcast by Theophany Media, where we inspire, inform, educate, and empower creative Christians of all types. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Hollingsworth. Today, I get the privilege of interviewing one of our new Creatively Christian podcast hosts, Dave Ebert, wherein we dive into his sordid past and examine his plans for future comedic conquest. Hello, everybody. This is Brandon Hollingsworth coming to you once again with the Creatively Christian podcast from Theophany Media. And I've got a very, very special show this afternoon and a special guest, Mr. Dave Ebert, is on with us, a new host of the Creatively Christian podcast. I need need an applause track. Hello, Dave. How are you, my brother? Hey, I'm good. Uh, Glad to be here. Glad to be a part of the team. Yeah, we're super stoked as well. And Dave and I know each other. I was actually on his podcast with a buddy of mine probably about a year ago, maybe nine months ago. But I want to introduce you to our audience, Dave. So I'm going to jump into your bio and I'm just going to read it just like you sent it. So Dave is an uh, improviser, actor, improv coach, speaker, podcaster, and credentialed minister. (laughs) It's been a long (laughs) week, folks. He was born in Chicago, but grew up in southwestern Virginia. Much of his improv and acting ability is attributed to his eight years as a pro wrestler on the independent circuit in the South. In 2013, after nearly two decades of battling with depression and suicidal ideations, Dave finally made the life-changing decision to pursue God. Praise Jesus. Um, Dave says, at that point, I wrestled with this choice. I could take my life or I could give my life. I chose to give my life to the Lord. And brother, we are glad you did. Most of his life, Dave covered his depression with humor. He used it to make others feel better while disguising how he truly felt inside. Dave often tells his testimony by saying, I used to use comedy to hide who I was, but now I use comedy to reveal who he is. Shortly after deciding to pursue a real relationship with God, Dave relocated back to Chicago in 2013. Through his passion for comedy, uh, renewed a deeper purpose. He founded Well-Versed Comedy, an improv comedy ministry team. Doing comedy is his primary passion for reaching people, either to uplift and encourage fellow Christians or to bring light, laughter, and joy to non-Christians. Well-Versed Comedy filmed a five-episode television show called His Line, a Christian take on the hit improv show, Whose Line Is It Anyway?, which I love that show. His Line is available on YouTube, 24 Flicks, uh, and the Creative Motion Network channel on Roku. In 2018, Dave was approached by Isabel Olson, the founder and director of Salt and Light Coalition, to bring improv classes to the women of Salt and Light. The women who come to Salt and Light are survivors of sex trafficking. Dave has always appreciated the honor of being entrusted as a man to be invited to serve at Salt and Light. Dave also hosts the Gifts for Glory podcast, a weekly live show on social media that is distributed to the Creative Motion Network, Taken TV, Rumble, and all major podcast platforms. The Gifts for Glory podcast purpose is to celebrate and promote men and women using their gifts for God's glory. He married his wife, Bobby, in June 2015. And I hope we put that picture of you and your wife, her dragging you down the aisle on the website, because it makes me laugh every time I see it. And they live together in Crest Hill, Illinois, with their three cats. They are, co- they are co-children's pastors at Thrive Church in Lockport, Illinois. Finally, Dave invites anyone struggling with depression or suicidal thoughts to email him anytime at dave at giftsforglory.com. Welcome, 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 my brother. 
I need so much. I, I think uh, I, I write my bio way too long because I'm very verbose. And I think that's our show. So uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> and scene. No, no, no. That's not our show. <laughs> hey, that's fine, man. I mean, hey, let's, let, and let's dive into some of this. It's amazing. I mean, your testimony is right there uh, in your bio. And, you know, for our listeners, a lot of the times I would imagine some of the major problems that many young creative Christians have is kind of taking that big first leap. So talk a little bit about where did you kind of get the courage or the encouragement or um, the guidance to kind of go from, you know, from not in this entertainment space and just kind of dove in with both feet and found success. Talk a little bit about that journey. Uh, the journey, uh, like, like the bio said, is uh, basically I was entertaining people who are around me wherever I was uh, to try to find value in myself, because I figure if I can laugh or make somebody laugh, then they're not feeling the way I'm feeling, which means I made their day better, which justified my existence. And it kind of gave me the fuel not to take that final step. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a very you know, selfish and misguided purpose, but it was just me treating the world as a stage. And then when I finally turned, you know, turned to the right and, you know, sought God, mm-hmm. he's like, you're doing what I want you to do, but I want you to do it for a better reason and a better purpose. So he, you know, when I changed the purpose from hiding myself to revealing him, mm-hmm. then he's like, okay, now do it on stage in front of people. Now do it in venues that like we've performed uh, improv comedy as a Christian group in bars in the middle of a, uh, their open comedy night where mm-hmm. yeah, sure. everybody's more filthy than the, than the last. It just gets right, worse right. and worse where we actually prayed for the Holy spirit just to clean the stage before we took it. Wow. But we, we got the loudest reaction of the night because we were different mm-hmm. because there wasn't that hesitation uh, where people had to kind of check to make sure it's okay to laugh at right. that. People just could just laugh, and it was is beautiful. So it was just me finally letting God use all this, all these skills, basically all these instincts, if you will, mm-hmm. of knowing the temperature of the room, understanding what people need to hear, understanding a little bit about how people are feeling. And He's like, okay, now you've got that. Use it for a way to reach reach people, to show them that there is more than what they see. There is more than the burdens they carry. There's a hope and there's a future and there's a plan and, and laughter can do that because if you think about it, when you have a good belly laugh, when you have a really good laugh that just you know breaks something inside, you lift your head back. Mm-hmm. And what happens to your eyes when you lift your head back, they go up. That's right. And so that, you know, in, you know, some small way that laughter can start making people realize that there's something bigger than, than the world that we see. That's right. And it it just took me finally letting God in. Uh, depression was kind of like my whale. <laughs> I was Jonah mm-hmm. and I got in this whale and then uh, finally I realized, oh, okay, I need to use my gifts for God. Right. And the whale spit me out and on to Nineveh or Chicago I went. <laughs> <laughs> so I get it. But, but practically speaking, I mean, you know, cracking jokes to somebody sitting next to you on the L is one thing. But walking into an improv, you know, in a Chicago bar, we'll say, as a Christian is a whole nother thing, right? That's a big step. So, I mean, was it just like Dave, just like, I'm just going to do it. You know, I'm just going to trust in God. And I'm just going to go from cracking jokes to my friends and family or my coworkers. And I'm going to go down to this improv thing tonight and I'm going to blow it out. Was it just that easy for you? It's that easy because I'm wired very differently, which is pretty obvious, but (laughs) 
for me, a one-on-one small talk conversation, you know, where you're supposed to build relationships and, and really get to know people. I get nervous. I, I get more uncomfortable there than I ever am on stage. Wow. I'm wired to be in front of people and to, uh, to be, you know, quote unquote, the center of attention, entertaining or, or speaking or, or informing, whatever it is. I could speak in front of 10,000 people a lot easier than I could in front of two. Wow. And that is so cool. I mean, because, you know, the Bible clearly talks about how he makes all of us differently and we're all members of the same body, but an eye isn't a toe and a toe isn't an eye. So that's really cool how you've been able to recognize that unique gifting that, that, you know, that Christ built into you and you're finding an outlet for that. So that is super cool. And I would encourage our listeners and our watchers out there to really, you know, go through that prayer process of, you know, asking God to expose to you, you know, what are the unique things that God has put inside you that, that only he can turn on to full steam. So that's super cool. I love it. What's what's interesting is, and what some, sometimes we have to realize is that uh, we, as part of the body, we all have different purposes within the body. Mm -hmm. Some of us are the hands, some of us are the feet. And we actually kind of change what what part of the body we are. Sometimes we have to be the butt, and the butt has to put up with all the stuff. But that's okay because it's important. It's part of the body. I think I'm always the uh, the whatever part gets to kick me sign put on it. That's the part I'm. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'm the butt that gets kicked. I don't know, one or the other. So talk a little bit, Dave, about going. So so it sounds like you kind of were doing live stuff for a while. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you were kind of in church and you, know, you had a ministry team and you were doing comedy and in places around town. And then somehow something changed and you got hooked into, you know, well-versed comedy and a five episode television show. That's also not, you know, just not a natural step. It's kind of like going from, you know, talking on the L to the improv in the, in the bars and whatnot. How did, how did that connection, how did that thing happen? So uh, my, my faith-based and Christian comedy starts all at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, my whole life I'm telling jokes that, you know, around people and entertaining. But then when God, I let God get a hold of me, I moved to Chicago, founded uh, what was then called Ha Ha Men. Uh, and uh, we started doing, you know, because I love, I love wordplay. I love the dad jokes. I love wordplay. So I said, hey, let's combine Ha Ha with Amen. It'll be great. <laughs> and nobody got it. And then uh, we got to a point where, it was me and a, a bunch of women. And they're like, how can you be a lady and be a ha-ha man? And it's like, these women are, are talented. They're phenomenal people of God. Let's not get that distraction in the way. So uh, for that and a variety of other reasons, we're now Well-Versed Comedy. Okay. Uh, so uh, we changed the name in 2019. And that summer, uh, I had talked to, um, I got hooked up with this production company in Joliet, Illinois, called Road to Eternity. And they're like, we want to do a comedy show. And we saw you on Instagram and, you know, we were afraid that we we're going to have to fly you in. I was like, no, I am next door. I, li- I live 10 minutes from your studio. Right. And uh, so they said, we want to do a comedy show. And so we put together the, the, his line show. We wanted to kind of model, but not totally rip off whose right. line is it anyway. Right. Um, but uh, so that, you know, that was a project that we did a couple of years ago a lot of fun and it's just it shows that you can be clean christian and creative all at once and i tell people that god is the ultimate creator right we're made in his image 
how can we be any less creative? Maybe on a smaller scale, obviously, but not we're not limited by being Christians. Oh, and that, that's one of the, that's one of the things I, I I will debate with people is say, let's see, well, if you gotta be clean and, and gotta be Christian, then the, that means that there's so much that you can't do. It's no, there's a lot more that we can do because <laughs> we serve the God that came up with a duckbill platypus. We right. can do anything. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So talk a little bit about that process. So comedy writing is not something that I'm very good at. I'm not, that's not my bent. And so um, talk a little bit about the process of being a, a comedy writer and, and, you know, what is that like when you sit down to come up with a bit or you sit down to come up with a show? I mean, obviously this is not all off the cuff, even though it, there is some improv involved. Is it, or is it all off the cuff? I don't know. The uh, with writing or you know, you know writing a show, mm-hmm. basically my idea is the only thing I have to do is know who's good at what games or who's good at what skills, okay. and how do I break up the order so that there's a normal ebb and flow so that the show doesn't get so high energy and then we lose steam or is you know try to make sure that there's a good pace. So it's writing by creating the, the games and putting the right people in the right places. But once we have the game or the scenario set up, it is all off the cuff. Um, nothing is scripted as far as you know, you're going to say this or you're going to say that. The only time that we have anything that is written down or scripted is either the rules of the of the improv game or written lines or suggestions from the audience. Uh, the rest of it is just made up. And for me, I struggle with comedy writing because you read my bio. I'm very verbose. <laughs> and when you're writing comedy, you got to have good timing in the writing. Right. And I don't have that. I have, I, I have good timing with people. Um, yes, that's the way I am. I, 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 situationally, I'm great. I'm really funny at coming with one-liners or whatever when I'm in a group or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, when I sit down and try to write and be funny, I'm just, I am horrible at it. I'm just not funny at all. It's just, <laughs> it's like four paragraphs later, I get to the punchline and I'm like, that's not going to be funny. People will be asleep and they'll, they'll laugh out of like, Oh, okay. I'm awake now. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so do you, do you often write stuff and then bounce it off your wife or do you have writing partners or collaborators that you bounce, bounce things off of when you are writing? I, I bounce it off my, my wife usually. And uh, usually that's just a balled up piece of papers. I'm getting rid of it. I just throw it and bounce it off. Over. Uh, but hey, when I write comedy, it, I I feel very vulnerable because I know I'm struggling with it and I don't necessarily want people to see it. So it's more like I, I keep it to myself. Like, oh no, it's my precious. <laughs> and, and then, uh, and then I just wait till I'm on stage to try it out. And then that's when I realize, oh, it's not that good. Maybe. So it, again, it's that thing of being, being easier to be in front of, I, I'm easier to, I feel more comfortable bombing in front of a crowd than bombing in front of my wife by herself. Gotcha. Cause a lot of times you can even play those bombs into something, you know, you can kind of spin it into something as well. So, so speaking of bombs, I want to kind of jump back to your distant past for a little bit and, (laughs) and talk a little bit about this wrestling thing. So how, how did all that get started? That's intriguing to me. And, and how did, was that, you know, in in those formative years, how did that lead you to comedy? So uh, this is, again, uh, during those years of depression where be- any stage was a good stage. Wow. And I've always been kind of athletic despite being, you know, 6'2". And when I was wrestling, I was 6'2 and 550 pounds. Wow. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm not near that right now. But it was just like a natural outlet. Yeah. 
I'd been a fan of wrestling for, you know, maybe a dozen years or so. And um, in college, I met a couple of guys that did backyard wrestling, not the crazy flash bulbs and cheese graters and lawnmower blades. We, it was essentially like when you're playing pickup basketball and you think kind of in your head that you're imitating the NBA. Okay. You know, it, it was like, we're just imitating the pros on some two by fours and some plywood. <laughs> um, so because it was just two by fours and I was 500 pounds, they're like, you're going to win most matches because we don't want you to fall down. <laughs> um, so that's how I first got in. And um, I was also a, a DJ at a local radio station at the time. This uh, uh, promotion comes to town, says, hey, let's do some cross promoting and have one of your DJs a part of the show. Everybody else was like, no, you know, we're we're too important for pro wrestling. And I was like, hey, I'll do it. And they said, sure. So when you announced, hey, a DJ from the radio station is going to be there, it's going to be great. Most people in their minds think a DJ is a small, skinny guy, you know, like, like Jake. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then out comes six foot two, 500 pound me behind uh, behind this guy. And people were like, whoa. And, and it was a cool moment. Uh, so my first involvement in pro wrestling, I was a manager for um, this guy named Shady. And he was wrestling uh, Disco Inferno from WCW. Sweet. And and his manager was Rick Steiner. So the idea was I was supposed to prevent Steiner from involving himself in the match. Okay. Which they're like, okay, you're not trained. You've never been in a match. Don't touch the wrestlers. Right. I'm like, okay, cool. But I was just big enough to sell it. Mm-hmm. Enough to where he, you know, he had that second thought. <laughs> so at that show... Uh, during the intermission period where they're trying to sell all the merchandise, Steiner and Disco Inferno jumped this guy Shady anyway. And Shady was the good guy. They were the bad guys. Right. And so that fed into two months later, the storyline was I wasn't there to protect him. So now he and I are going to have a match. So I've only had backyard training. This is my first match. It's a hardcore match. Um, basically, so he could cover up the fact that I don't know what I'm doing. Right. So I get in the ring. I'm working the crowd. He's in the ring. And I turned my back to him, and the whole idea was he's supposed to hit me with a chair to get it started. Right. So I'm working the crowd, and he lays he, you know, he lays that shot in, on, uh, and he hits me so hard, it shocked me, and I no-sold it. <laughs> I didn't go down. I didn't move. It was like, <laughs> pow. And I'm like, oh, crap, I messed up. <laughs> and I did the slow, like, uh, villain turn, like, <laughs> and um and the crowd lost their minds oh they did they're like yeah and then we did the whole thing we went out to um i brought the radio station van into the building he jumped off the top of the van on top of me uh somebody in catering had brought a watermelon he hit me with a watermelon i was covered in in stickiness but that was my first match we ended up going back to the ring i pinned him one two three i started one and oh and then i started training at jimmy valiant's uh uh, he's a, a wrestling legend, Jimmy Valiant, the Boogie Woogie Man. Uh-huh. And you know, looking back, and you know, as I've noticed in my comedy career, improv and wrestling are just alike. Okay. You have a scenario. You go out there, you work the scenario, you feed off the crowd, you feed off each other. If the scene or the match are, are terrible, you end it quickly so you preserve the, the fun of the show. Right. But if it's going really well, you stretch it out a little bit more. Give the crowd <laughs> a little bit more. Exactly. You roll with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I mean, it's just a, a like, except my clothes now, they fit a little bit looser. 
And when I pick up a chair, nobody's worried. <laughs> so did you develop a wrestling persona and was it a comedic persona or were you like yeah. a bad guy, like the tombstone or something, or were you the undertaker or whatever? Uh, uh, because I was a DJ when I first started, I kind of had a little bit of name recognition in the area. So I just okay. stuck with that gimmick. Yeah. And I would come out, I'd dance to the music. I, uh, the song that I first came out to was uh, the old 60s, 70s. Uh, I'm a love machine. Yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah. So I'd come out and I, I'd, you know, I'd shake my moneymaker and, you know, please the old ladies in the crowd. Uh, <laughs> oh, my word. That's and this awesome. Was, this was before I was saved. So I could say that <laughs> I could, you know, those are darker days. Hey, Daniel danced. I don't know if he shook his moneymaker, but he definitely danced. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome that's awesome all right let's get it screaming back on the track <laughs> so talk talk a little bit about um so are you are you it, it sounds like from your bio that all you're doing is like podcasting and comedy and things like that is this your full-time gig or do you still kind of have a day job i have to have a day job it's uh and they're very good to me um they they've taken really good care of me and allowed me time off when i need it or let me change my schedule when i need well, it praise god that's awesome um so they're really uh it's not that they're like supportive of the comedy but they're supportive of me as a person right. um but yeah they're really good and i mean they're not asking know, for autographs when you walk into the office in the morning and things no uh, like if, if i have to <laughs> sign something first thing in the morning it's probably not good news uh, it's something to do with permission or discipline or something like that yeah <laughs> yeah uh and i'm a christian so it's not like fraternity suits or you can serve <laughs> or anything like that. <laughs> but uh yeah um so i wish i could make comedy uh full-time i wish that that door would open because i i enjoy it and i know the, of the value um, like you mentioned, the uh, the salt and light uh, thing that I do, teaching women who survive sex trafficking. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See those moments where women, these women who have been through literal hell on earth, and they're carrying all these burdens. It's not like oh, once they're saved, that life is rainbows and puppies. Right, right. They've got to rebuild their lives. Sure. Many of them have records because they're either forced into drug use by their handlers or pimps whatever you want to call them right or they got into drug use to cope with the fact that they felt trapped and they had no- nothing else right. so they have records they have uh physical scars that come from that life mm-hmm. and most of them have kids that have been taken away so they're battling with trying to find a job despite the fact that they have a record they're trying to find a way to get their kids back because having their kids is going to be their anchor to keep them from falling back Right. um they're also addressing with the fact that society looks down on them they assume oh you were a drug dealer so you're this kind of a person not even trying to understand right. what they've been so they're carrying these burdens and there are times uh and i think of especially one that came in with the brow so tight and she was looking like she wanted somebody to say that one thing to give a reason uh, a purpose to set off uh-huh. But, but because of the program, they have to participate. So we started the improv. We started playing a game called Bippity Bippity Bop. It's just a warm up. And literally you see the burdens and her face. You see a crack and fall off. Mm-hmm. And within just a few minutes, she's laughing like nothing had happened. 
And for that hour or half hour, uh, once a month that I get to go there, these, these women are able to laugh like kids. They're able to create and tap into parts of their, their mind and their creativity that they probably haven't had to had the ability to in years. Right. Um, many of them were sold into this life very early, nine, 10 years old because their mom or dad needed a hit. Right. Right. And so, uh, you know, I wish I could do that for a living to where I could still provide for my wife and, sure. and her cats and potentially kid. <laughs> um, you said our yeah. cats earlier in the bio, it was our cats. So <laughs> I, I left the Y out or uh, <laughs> they're hers. I, I never signed adoption papers, but I do change their litter box. Because, not because I love them, but because I love her. There you go. There you go. And Get on your brother. My bed over the couch. <laughs> Well, I mean, art art therapy is a thing, so maybe you'll develop something called comedy therapy, right? And you'll yeah. be able to, you know, maybe that'll be the road. So we'll be praying for that for sure. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about, you know, kind of this brave new world where you're stepping into Creatively Christian and tell us kind of what you're hoping and planning, or do you have any world domination or <laughs> podcast domination plans yet? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> One podcast at a time. I have two. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's just exciting because I see what what you and, and Jake and and Andrew have been doing. And now to uh, have uh, Rachel on. I uh-huh. uh, hope I'm getting those names right. Yes, you um, are. You're doing great. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it. it's good to partner with people. It's the whole uh, Bubba... Uh, mentality you lean against me we won't sleep with our heads in the mud and as long as we can be together we won't sleep with our heads in the mud and we can help each other out you hold up my head while i sleep i hold up your head while you sleep you ever been on a real shrimp boat yeah absolutely So yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. I mean, we're we're having a blast at Creatively Christian, and uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to the next year. And it's just been so refreshing to see all the different types of creatives that we've been able to reach out and and talk to and interview, and all the other people that we're touching. You know, in terms of you know just being able to watch the show, listen to the show, and the encouragement you know that we are hearing coming out as a result. I mean, I've been contacted by by a comic artist, young, young men and women who are like, Hey, I, I had thought I was going to throw this away and not do this anymore until I watched the show. And now I'm drawing again, or now I'm, you know, composing music again or, or whatever. So, you know, we praise God for that. And, uh, I'm, I know I'm looking forward to the year ahead and all that God yeah. has in store. So, so absolutely. I'm looking forward to it too. And the, the one thing about podcasting, it's sometimes hard to swallow, uh, is that maybe, 10 you know nine out of the 10 shows are not going to hit they're not going to make a difference but because you're doing and you're being faithful with it the one show is going to speak to maybe just one person Uh but that 10th show doesn't happen if you don't do the the faithful work of the first nine so and that's very hard as as a creative you're like man only 10 people listen only 10 people watched but then you get to the one that one person's life has changed and their eternity has changed because they found the show. So, right. and, and that's the thing about being a Christian creative is not every Christian creative is going to be a millionaire because they did it. They're not going to get famous because they did it. 
but it's about being that that faithful person mm-hmm. that reaches the one person that God is trying to to get a hold of. And so the 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 reward isn't necessarily here. I, I would I would never complain if God decided to have that reward be here too. But like God, just just give it, and I promise you, I will tithe the heck out of it. But <laughs> exactly, but, that's, that's why I say you'll never see a Christian, a true Christian, win the lottery. You know, because they're just going to do too much good with it, and the enemy yeah. is not going to have that. So yeah, our reward is in eternity, and we know that. You know, so this is, I would say, this is probably seven tenths of ministry and three tenths. You know, and a a profit driven kind of thing. Not, not that anybody's making any money yet, but, but praise God, we're having fun. We're connecting amazing Christian creatives with other Christian creatives and, and we're having a blast doing it, you know, and you can't really beat that. You know, what else am I going to do? You know, watch grass grow. Nah. So (laughs) not this time of year. (laughs) Yeah. For those that are, I guess it's a, it's fall where I am and where Dave is, it's already winter, right? Dave. Yeah, it's getting there. But, you know, uh, the weather is kind of bipolar. <clears throat> Next week, it'll be in the 70s. And it, it's kind of like, and she's not in the apartment right now. It's kind of like, kind of like the wife is like, nah, I don't like this. And then the next week, I love it. You know, it's just that up and down. It's, it, it, it's the uh, uh, Katy Perry song. First, you're hot, then you're cold, you're up, then you're down. Yeah, it's the weather. That, that's Chicago weather. Yes, yes, it is. She never watches my podcast, so it's okay. What? That I can... what? Yeah, what? it's okay. She also hates cream cheese, so there's a lot of work that the Lord needs to do with this woman. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, tell us a little bit about stuff that you're working on. Uh, you know, maybe something exciting that's going on in your podcast life or your comedy life or whatever. And don't forget to tell everybody where they can find you on social media because everyone out there in Creatively Christian Land need to start following you. So talk a little bit about what you're going to guess what you have going on. If I can speak in the words. So based on my last few comments, I would like to say that I am now entering into marriage counseling for anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The biggest thing right now is we're uh, starting talks to uh, do uh, season two of his line uh, with well-versed comedy Um, and well-versed comedy has uh, really grown. We've got uh, now nine members uh, we've actually got three men now, so that that makes it really exciting because I'm not the only dude there. And because when you're the only dude in a sea of women, it, it's hard. Yeah, well, um, and and you're always typecast for all the all the improv roles, right? You're always the exactly. you're always the guy. So I'm always a guy, but uh, so uh, yeah, Wellverse Comedy. We're doing uh, more shows. We're getting out there doing some live shows because as a Christian ministry, we, we're seeing the need for people to have that respite from, from the world, because you just scroll through Facebook and you understand why the Lord said, pray without ceasing. Cause you're right. like, yeah, they need a prayer. <laughs> Say amen. And, and I do a lot of Facebook scrolling uh, in, in the lavatory. So it's like, Lord, forgive the location of this prayer, but this person needs it right now. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we're, we're getting out there. Um, Gifts for Glory, we're still doing our podcast each week live on uh, Facebook and YouTube um, and, uh, you know, posting it to the different venues. You can uh, co- connect with us at, uh, at uh, Wellverse uh, CMDY 
on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And we took it out because uh, um, in Twitter, you only have so many letters you can work with on your handle. Right. So we wanted to have something universal. So well-versed CMDY, you can find us on the three majors. Uh, you can find Gifts or Glory at Gifts, the number four, Glory. Uh, Gifts, the number four, Glory. And again, uh, as you mentioned in my bio, anybody that um, that's struggling with suicide, uh, depression, or knows somebody, uh, I would I would love to walk uh, through that valley with you. Uh, you can email me at Dave at giftsforglory.com. Uh, it goes directly to my phone. Um, if it's 3 a.m. Central Time, I might not answer right away, but uh, I feel like if you reach out, the Lord will, will stir me so we can have a conversation. And it's not about me preaching or copying and pasting a bunch of scripture. Um, it's about walking through a valley because I found, I realized that in, in my struggle, it would have been easier for me to open up to a stranger because there's no fear of letting somebody down or upsetting somebody I know. So if you need that, uh, that door is wide open anytime. I would love to, uh, to just be a sounding board for you. Well, Dave, we, we praise God for that. And it's obviously, you know, a burden and a ministry that he has given you and also uniquely equipped you to bear that burden. And so we praise God for that and for your willingness to help people. And I do encourage everyone out there who's uh, watching or listening, uh, as you, if you can't tell, Dave is an amazing guy and, uh, he is always checking that email because uh, he and I have had lots of email responses over the, over the months. And so he is Johnny on the spot when it comes to that email. So don't hesitate to reach out. And um, uh, Dave, I would just love to pray for us right now and um, kind of close us out when we're done and, and pray for, for your ministry and, uh, and also for the next season of your, of your comedy show, Lord willing. Maybe this will be the year where it'll start paying big dividends and you'll be able to start doing it full time. So let's pray. Yeah. Sound good? Yeah. All right. Glorious Heavenly Father, we just come before you today, praising your name. We thank you so much, Father, for, for loving us and for setting us aside as your children. For um, before the foundations of the world, Father, that you had a plan in place uh, and that you knew uh, everything that would happen, uh, that you knew that Dave and I would, would meet and we would have this conversation, that you knew that they would go through the dark valleys that he went through, Father, and, and that he would turn to you. And we praise you for his obedience. We praise, praise you for, for that choice that he made. And, and, we, and we praise you now for his willingness to joyously follow you wherever you should lead. We thank you, Father, that you made him funny um, and that you made him in a very unique way where he operates on the fly and he operates in a group setting way better than something that's pre-formulated. Um, and we, we praise you for that. And we, we pray that those gifts will be used to the utmost in the year ahead, whether it's to, to bring dollars into his bank account or whether it's just to bring joy into the lives of women and men who desperately need a little light and a little laughter. Um, we, we pray your blessings over him and his family. Uh, and we pray uh, that his new ministry with Creatively Christian will be filled with joyous moments and amazing uh, discussions and with lots and lots and lots of fans. And so we just pray, Father, that your will will be done and that we will give you the glory and the praise and the honor for all that happens. In Christ's name, we ask it all. Amen. Amen. Thank you, man.
All right, my brother. It was so good having you on. And uh, now we're going to get to hang out way more than we were before. And that's definitely not a bad thing. So definitely looking forward to that. And uh, everybody be sure and check out Dave and all of his social media. Um, we're going to put all of that in the uh, show notes as well. So definitely start following him um, and start badgering him to get on the show because <laughs> he, uh, he just may let you on. So um, <laughs> we thank you all so much for watching and listening and sharing. Please continue to do so. This is Brandon and Dave signing off for, from Creatively Christian from Theophany Media. See you guys later. Thank you so much for listening today. To get all the resources and links that were mentioned in today's episode, please visit our website at theophanymedia.com forward slash Dave. Creatively Christian is a product of Theophany Media. You can find out more at theophanymedia.com. This show is hosted by Brandon Hollingsworth, Andrea Sandifer, Bill Brooks, and Lynn Baber. Our logo is by Bill Brooks. Our music is by Bill Brooks and Andrea Sandifer. And remember, if you enjoy this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and share wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a blessed day and keep on creating for our Lord.